This podcast is supported by Anchor FM. If you've ever thought about doing your own podcast, then check out Anchor FM. Anchor FM is a free podcast platform that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Or your tablet if you got one. I really can't recommend these guys enough. It was worth switching over from another platform. Once you set up your podcast, Anchor FM will automatically distribute it to all other platforms like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or such and such. It's very easy, very streamlined, and you can start making money immediately. Download the free Anchor app or log on to anchor.fm to get started. This is a Kitty Pod production. Welcome to CR Crime, the only podcast that discusses stories of true crime in New York's capital region. I'm your host, Jason Bullitt, whom you may remember as host of its parent podcast, the Keep It To Yourself podcast. This is the third installment of our month-long series commemorating the fifth anniversary of the Dannemora prison break in June 2015. Here, we take up the story with the manhunt for Richard Matt and David Sweat, other police agencies descending on the little town of Dannemora, and the DNA test that ultimately cracked the case. Again, just as the last two episodes, we take this opportunity to recognize Charles A. Gardner's book, Danamora, Two Escape Killers, Three Weeks of Terror, and the Largest Manhunt Ever in New York State as the primary source of this series. Remember the last episode where Matt and Sweat were going to flee back to Mexico once they broke out of the Clinton Correctional Facility? Well, it looks as though those plans were the only things to go south, as they found themselves headed the other direction. In fact, by the time that first weekend was over, they hadn't gotten very far. Meanwhile, back at the proverbial ranch, it was learned that officials at the New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision had refused what was termed a preventative lockdown due to overtime costs at the prison. The request for such a lockdown measure came the previous Sunday, May 31st, when no less than 35 inmates engaged in a violent brawl in the prison recreation yard. Corrections officers restored order by firing canisters of tear gas to quell the trouble. Back in Albany, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was preparing to travel to Long Island to watch the Belmont Stakes. This would be the same race where American Pharoah, with Victor Espinoza in the irons, became the first winner of Thoroughbred Racing's Triple Crown since 1978. However, those plans were quickly scuppered once he received news of the prison break. Both the governor and acting DOCCS Commissioner Anthony Annucci headed north rather than south, and upon arrival in Danamora, surveyed the escape route from the prison, which an inspector general's report deemed to be an external breach of 500 feet from the prison walls. Both Cuomo and Anucci blasted the prison administration for allowing the escape to occur in the first place, especially when the CEOs had broken the strict policy against mobile phones and cameras in the cells. By the way, don't most cell phones have cameras these days? making that last statement kind of redundant. 
As soon as news of the prison break got out, the New York State Police set up roadblocks and sent out patrols in search of the escapees at the urging of prison officials. A siren on top of the prison's powerhouse would usually sound whenever an inmate escaped, but this was not the case according to then-prison superintendent Stephen Rossett. At the time, Rossett thought nobody would have known what it meant. After all, this was the first prison break from Dannemora since 1912. Meanwhile, the state police began conducting door-to-door searches in the village and set up roadblocks on all major thoroughfares, seemingly cutting off Dannemora from the rest of the civilized world. Charles Guest, the commander of Troop B, was put in command of the whole operation. Guest served as a ranger in the United States Army and even had assignments on the SWAT team and State Office of Emergency Management before joining the state police. The thin gray line got help from many regional and other state agencies, including but not limited to the Clinton and Franklin County Sheriff's Departments, the police departments of Plattsburgh and Malone, and the Department of Environmental Conservation, otherwise known as either the DEC or, if you're an old fogey like yours truly, NCON. With the long memory of Sweat murdering one of their own just 13 years earlier, the Broome County Sheriff's Department also got involved in the search. Federal agencies such as Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, the Border Patrol from the last episode, and even the U.S. Coast Guard also pitched in should the escapees try to head across Lake Champlain. Vermont, New York's neighbor to the east, and the state where your narrator attended college, was represented by their state police's Special Weapons Tactical Unit and Marine Task Force. Even Canada's famed Mounties, otherwise known as the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, kept a watch on events on our side of the border. While North Country residents have been mostly confined to home due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the prison break at Dannemora had them doing the same in June of 2015. The North Country of New York State is the most sparsely populated part of the entire state. Routine trips to places such as the grocery store take more time than in, say, my neck of the woods. Residents usually get their mail from the post office than have it delivered. What would usually be a few minutes drive through Dannemora was made longer thanks to vehicle searches. Residents of such towns usually know those who work as state troopers and other essential professions as one of their own and take every opportunity to engage in small talk when the occasion arises. Such was definitely not the case here. Students in the area hit a stumbling block en route to finishing the school year as schools were closed during most of that first week, only to reopen the following week with armed police officers and bus searches greeting them on arrival at school. Residents who live with the old-timey feeling of leaving their doors unlocked as though they were living in the 1950s were suddenly confronted with early 21st century life. Police asked residents to lock all doors and windows, leave their outdoor lights on at night, and, of course, shelter in place. Many reports of sightings of Matt and Sweat kept area residents on edge, and the sound of helicopters and barking dogs rather than mosquitoes was understandably chilling and deprived many people of sleep during the usually quiet nights. Not to mention the usual events that mark life in the month of June, such as weddings, high school graduation parties, and the like were either canceled or moved to safer locations away from the madness. Much like the current health crisis, the North Country stepped up to help those tasked with keeping everyone safe. 
Local eateries served meals to the many law officers, and the same residents also offered snacks and supplies such as bug spray. The hashtag ClintonStrong inevitably came into being on social media, and these men and women of law enforcement were also buoyed by a very high level of support among the residents. Blue became the color of the day in and around Dannemora. The same as rainbows throughout the U.S. these days, it seems. Meanwhile, Matt and Sweat were still on the run. The search had turned up empty at just about every turn in the road, with the search as far east as the Essex County town of Willsboro providing no answers. Amongst the groups of people tasked with this responsibility were the state DOCCS CERTs, or Corrections Emergency Response Teams. These are a select handful of COs who are called upon to search for escaped inmates, and are usually armed with pistols and a lightweight, flexible pair of handcuffs called, would you believe it, flexi-cuffs. According to Gardner, they would come in real handy when arresting a tree hugger. Guys like Richard Matt and David Sweat? Not so much. While we're on the subject, let's return to our two nitwits. Matt and Sweat had made their way into Franklin County, doing so by way of a disused railroad bed once used by the old New York Central Railroad, situated on rough terrain mainly consisting of thick brush and swamps. According to an interview by the Plattsburgh Press Republican, Malone Fire Chief Paul Langdon stated that deposits of iron ore on Iron Mountain, on brand, all but make even a simple compass useless. The two convicts even turned into thieves when they burgled a cabin in the nearby Black Cat Mountain hunting camp in Owl's Head, only to be chased away out the back door by Craig Stockwell, a corrections officer not involved in the search, who went to check on the cabin two weeks after the breakout. After 45 minutes, state police arrived at the cabin and discovered the intruders had left out a jar of peanut butter, taken an area map off of the wall, and a coffee carafe away from its usual location. Matt had also left a pair of prison-issued underwear at the cabin, which was taken to the state forensics laboratory in Albany. The following day, it was announced that the test proved that the DNA had belonged to Matt, which confirmed that the pair were still in the area. As such, and in light of all this, guests moved the base of command to what would be its final location, the Titus Mountain Family Ski Center in Malone. It was in the aforementioned cabin where a disagreement between the two took place that would eventually lead to their mission's demise. And we'll cover all that in the thrilling conclusion next week. Thanks for listening to CR Crime, the only podcast dedicated to stories of true crime here in New York's capital region. I've been your host, Jason Bullitt, and you've been you all along. If you like what you're hearing, tell your friends, tell those in your circle. Give me a five-star rating and a good write-up on Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening there, you can also subscribe there, as well as on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the podcatcher of your choosing. You can also check out my sister podcast, the Keep It To Yourself podcast, which is usually more lighthearted. One more reminder, the thrilling conclusion of the Dannemore prison break is coming up next week. New episodes of this podcast are out every Thursday, so you won't want to miss it. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.